I'm so excited for today's episode, guys, because I have an expert of astral projection here with me today, Vincent Field. He's the host of the Astral Dimensions podcast, and I actually found it before one of my drives back home from school. And not only did my mind get exploded multiple times, but I almost binged through all the episodes <laughs> because it's just fascinating all the stuff you've been through. How long have you been astral projecting? I started in the year 2000, so it's been 23 years. Wow, that's amazing. So I know a lot of people don't know what astral projection is. So can you please explain it for us? Sure. So astral projection is when your consciousness leaves the physical body and shifts into non-physical reality. And so that's commonly referred to as the astral dimension. Now, in reality, there are a multitude of different dimensional levels that you can project to. So it's not just one place that you're going to each time. Uh, there are many factors which dictate where you will project to, which dimension, but that's essentially what it is. Your consciousness is entering these higher levels of reality, which exist even though we're unaware of them in our normal waking lives. Yeah, that's a great explanation. So a lot of people confuse astral projection and lucid dreaming. So how would you differentiate the two? Yeah, and that's a great question because sometimes it's not always really easy to do that because there are so many similarities between these two different types of experiences. And the reality of the matter is that they're actually intertwined. It's more a spectrum of possible experience. Okay, and so I think it'll be easiest to talk about the differences first. So a lucid dream takes place within a subconsciously generated reality, just like a dream, mm -hmm. right? Except that you are conscious, you're lucid in the dream, right? Which means you can take conscious control over your actions and over your experience. But you are not having an experience in an objective level of reality, right? It's mm -hmm. generated by your own mind, deeper levels of your mind. Whereas astral projection, this occurs in objective, non-physical realities, you know, which means you can have shared experiences and you can obtain objective information about reality and uh, you're less subjected to subconscious manifestations, right? And mm -hmm. that's basically what a lucid dream is. It's all manifestations of the subconscious mind. Mm -hmm. And so with astral projection, you're experiencing environments and dimensions that actually exist beyond your own mind. Wow. Like there must be so many different places. I mean, the universe is so big, especially the different dimensional planes that can possibly be accessed. I mean, listening to your podcast, I got a good idea of the amount of places you could possibly go. So could you possibly transition from a lucid dream to an astral projection? Absolutely. It's actually pretty easy to do. Mm. I, I've done it countless times. And the thing is, you are already attuned to non-physical reality. You're just essentially in a, a different level of reality. 
but just being in a, a state of consciousness outside of the body and the physical dimension that gives you so much freedom and control over your experience. And so it's really just a matter of intention. And basically, when I first did this, I was in a lucid dream and I decided that I want to have an astral projection. So I just thought about being back in my body with the intention of leaving my body through the standard astral projection uh, method. And immediately I was back in my body uh, in the vibration stage and I projected from my body. And, and actually that is not the most efficient way to do it. Mm-hmm. I learned that there's one difference between the two experiences that I actually didn't mention. And that is the, the state of your own consciousness and how, how strong your lucidity is. Mm-hmm. And so what you can actually do during a lucid dream is heighten your state of consciousness to such a level that you will seamlessly transition into the astral dimension. Whoa. And so there are different techniques to doing that, mm-hmm. but that's essentially all that you need to do. That's awesome. That actually happened to me the first time that I actually projected. I was in a lucid dream. And then I realized I was aware of what was going on. And immediately I came back to my physical body, but I got shot out of it again. And I was floating around my room doing flips and stuff. And I was so happy when you're like consciously controlling it and moving it around, even in your own room. It's it's such a wild experience. And then you wake up like, did I actually do that? <laughs> yeah, for sure. In the early days, I would question whether it actually happened. I mean, yeah. During the experience, it's so real. It's mm-hmm. even more real than than this right now. But then, like after, like, you know, you, you have those doubts. But mm-hmm. after so many experiences, years and years, you know, there's no question after a certain amount of of time that it's real. Definitely. So, someone who wants to start astral projecting for the first time, what would you tell them to help them get started? Well, a solid technique is definitely fundamental. There are a lot of different techniques that you could use. And not all of them are as effective. Okay, so, you know, that's definitely the base of it, you know, knowing how to do it, having a good method. And I'll talk about that. But there are other factors, you know, your beliefs, right? Mm -hmm. Some people go into it believing that maybe their body will become possessed while they're out. Or, you know, maybe some religious dogma that it's immoral Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, anything that can impede your ability to do it on a subconscious level. Also, uh, your general, like, confidence. You know, I talk to people who are just like, I I just can't do it. It's not for me. And that's not true, right? Mm -hmm. But this is a, a natural human ability. So, you know, aside from the technique, there are these other mental factors that need to be, you know, considered as more of a holistic approach. Yeah, because when I first started astral projecting, you know, I knew I could eventually do it. I knew it was going to take a lot of practice. But when I first started, I would lay down on my bed, put some headphones in, listen to music, and just like try to lay still so my body would fall asleep, you know, mind awake type of thing. But I would do it at random times of the day whenever I would find time at night or 
in the morning, afternoon. But when it first started, the vibrations I would feel were so intense. And they talk about this a lot when you first start projecting, like you feel a really strange sensation where either you feel like a body is laying on top of you, which is, you know, your astral body lifting off of you or like a really crazy vibration moving down from you, like your legs up um, to your like head. And I would have insane vibrations on my chest and my neck that were so uncomfortable that I couldn't fully relax. And every time I would feel like it trying to peel off, I would get way too excited and that would ruin the experience too because it doesn't work when you're excited, which sucks. It's, you have to be in a neutral state. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. And you mentioned doing it at different times of the day. And that's actually super important because you need to reach the mind awake, body asleep state. And so depending on the time of day, it's not always easy to get there, mm -hmm. right? And so in my experience, I first learned a method that you do before bed. And, you know, that's not the best time to do it because oh, your mind is exhausted. So mm -hmm. it's more difficult to keep your mind awake, you know. But my second technique that I learned was an early morning technique. It's called uh, the wake back to bed technique. It's, it's pretty, pretty popular and for a reason because it's really effective. And, and that's the best time to do it because... You know, let's say you wake up a couple hours before you normally wake up. Well, usually it's pretty easy to fall back to sleep. You know, your body is, is still very relaxed. So your body can fall asleep very easily, but your mind has already gotten a lot of rest. So it's easier to keep it awake. Mm -hmm. And so uh, that is a, it's a very important aspect of it. Yeah, definitely. So do you think meditation or any type of breath work or things that help you be still help enhance the ability to astral project? Absolutely, they do enhance it. I will say that I didn't actually start a meditation practice uh, for years after I started astral projecting. Oh, wow. <laughs> so it's definitely not necessary. Mm -hmm. And the thing is, you need to meditate. I mean, with most of the techniques out there, meditation is an aspect of the technique mm -hmm. so it, you know it goes along with it so you will learn to meditate with the astral projection techniques but it will definitely help for sure yeah good to know because that's actually what got me to astral project two days in a row i was meditating more often in the mornings and then i figured out that the afternoon great time for me because i'm kind of tired not really and I went to take a nap and I actually got some crystals. I don't know if this has anything to do with it, but now I believe in crystals because the amount of things I've been able to attract with them is crazy. <laughs> but I got brand new ones. I cleansed them and everything. Put in my hand. I was like, I'm just going to take a nap. And right when that happened, I felt instantly the vibration building up. And I haven't tried astral projecting in a long time. I, you know, it kind of faded away with my practice, but once that vibration kicked in, I was always happening and I just let it happen. And instantly I like flew through my wall, but it was my childhood home wall. And I went into my backyard and it was dark. And I was like, what the heck? It's bright daylight where I'm actually at. And then this wind came out of nowhere. It was like a storm and it started making me fly through the air because I was weightless. And I was like, oh my God, I need to hold on to something. I'm going to 
you know, slam into my house, even though I would have went through, <laughs> right through it anyway. And then everything started getting kind of gray. So I was like, okay, I was thinking of my girlfriend. I was like, go to her, go to her, go to her. And I just had the thought really clear in my mind. And literally like 30 seconds go by and the grayness kind of goes away, clears up. And I'm in her room and her room looked different than her actual room. It looked brighter, less things around, like the comforter had a different pattern on it. And then I noticed she was actually sitting on the bed with a computer and her headphones on, has no idea I'm there. And I was like, do I tell her like I actually did it? Cause she knows <laughs> I've been trying to do it for a really long time. So I like slowly walk up to her and I'm trying to get her attention, not scare her. And she notices me. She's like, Leo, you know, makes the face. And instantly when that happens, somehow my consciousness went into her body and I saw myself from her point of view. And it was the craziest thing I've ever experienced. I was like, I am looking at myself right now. And I, it got a little weird after that. So I just came back to my body. But has that ever happened to you where your consciousness has transferred into a, another thing? Sure. Yeah, that can happen. And it is really <laughs> trippy. <laughs> Definitely. Wow. And, and so what you what you said at the beginning of the story, it, it hit a bell because mm -hmm it's actually pretty common to project into places from your past. Mm. I've done that so many times. Sometimes, you know, I used to, to sleep over my grandparents' house on the weekends. And, you know, my family moved from house to house a couple times throughout my childhood. And, and sometimes I would be in a completely different, you know, room from my mm -hmm. past. Wow. And it's a very interesting aspect of, of this, but it happens, yeah, it's... Well, I also wanted to tell another story real quick. The day after, I did the same thing. I took the nap, so I let myself relax. I slept, and immediately I ended up in this basement. <laughs> it created a weird basement, but I was washing the dishes, and it felt completely normal. I felt like I was actually there. I had no idea I was projecting. I was like, no, 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 doing the dishes. And then I see these empty containers on a rack. And when I like put my attention onto them, they start falling over. Did I like obtain this ability, like move things with my eyes now? <laughs> what is going on? And it kept happening. So I was like, okay, this is the ultimate test. I'm gonna see if something can be attracted into my hand. So I see this random salt packet on in a bowl on a table across the room. So I reach out my hand and immediately it flies into it. And that's when I had my oh shit moment I'm projecting. And instantly it just started like floating out of my body, floated right through the ceiling, went into, again, my childhood bedroom, but it looked so gray and eerie. It had a weird vibe that I've, it's not my room, you know? I hit my ceiling, came back down again and went back to my physical body. And this was all very strange experience. But after that, I talked to a friend on Instagram and he was telling me how when you first start astral projecting, you can go to this place called the real time zone and it's like the physical reality you have but a little bit different and that's a different dimensional level right above ours or something yeah right for sure <laughs> so what i thought when you first started telling that second story was that perhaps in the beginning you said you're washing the dishes and it just seemed normal to you mm -hmm. it seemed like more of a maybe a, a lucid dream type on the border there and then you said you gained that lucidity and you realized, yeah. And so maybe that transferred from a lucid dream into an astral projection. Mm. And the grayness that you talk about is common 
especially in the lower dimensions in general. In the, in the lower dimensions, the real time zone that you mentioned, everything's a, a bit more dull, right? Mm. You mentioned everything was kind of gray, the colors, and just overall your sense perceptions, they're not super high or clear. Mm. And, you know, so you can do techniques to, to heighten your state of consciousness to essentially shift into higher dimensions where everything is more radiant and your sense perceptions are, you know, much stronger but yeah the real time zone this i believe is a term coined by robert bruce who is an author on the subject and i read his books back in the day astral dynamics and energy work and he was very influential in in my own practice and yeah essentially what that is is the non-physical dimension just slightly higher than the physical dimension so everything is is almost a duplicate of this physical world, but it's more of a, a non-physical energetic projection of mm. this world, right? And so the idea is that the farther along in the spectrum of non-physical dimensions you go, the more different everything is from this base level physical reality. Mm. And so in those closer dimensions, yeah, everything is, is pretty much similar. Maybe oh, your bed is in a different place in the room or you know something's a little changed but Mm -hmm. yeah so in much higher dimensions there's there's no similarity it's just (laughs) mind-blowingly different oh please please explain so compared to when you first start astral projecting you know you step out of your body and see your room in a lower dimensional plane compared to when you step out of your body and you're in a higher dimensional plane in your room what does it look like well there's no room (laughs) There's no room. There's, no room. <laughs> no. There's nothing that looks remotely close to anything we're used to in this physical world. Wow. And so sometimes I'll project into a, you know, a lower or intermediate level dimension. And it's, you know, there are similarities with the physical world. And then I will use a technique to shift into a higher dimension. Uh, but sometimes I'll project straight into a higher dimension. And so when mm. that happens... I'm catapulted into a completely different level of reality. And so maybe like it'll look like I'm in deep space with all these nebula and just energy, five-dimensional sacred geometrical structures transforming everywhere and your thoughts and emotions and sense perceptions are they take on a multi-dimensional quality. So what you see, you can also hear. And what you hear, you can also smell. And it's, it's trippy. It gets trippy. That's wild. So what is like an example of a technique to shift yourself into, you know, a higher dimension when you're astral projecting? Or do you, is it something you do before you astral project? Well, you can do it before or after. So when I first learned this, it was when I was already out of body. And the first technique I used was spinning in place with my eyes closed with the intention, the strong intention to shift into a higher dimension. And okay, so when I say my eyes closed, you don't actually have eyes that you can close. (laughs) It's a matter of intention. So Mm. if you want to not see anything, that intention alone will create No vision in your experience, basically, Mm. right? And so that's what I would do, especially if I would project into lower energetic states where 
it was hard to move. It was hard to see. You know, it didn't immediately result into higher dimensional projections, but it would raise my consciousness to a higher level so that I could freely explore the astral dimensions. And so with time and experience and progression, it did lead to actually entering much higher, more farther removed dimensions. That was one technique that I would use, just spin in place like the top, I guess, as fast as I could. And when I would stop spinning, my vision would manifest and I would be in a completely new place with much higher perceptions and just in a higher dimension in general. Wow. If you want to directly enter a higher dimension before projecting, I think there are two main factors. One is your intention. So you need to have that intention and it needs to be really strong. Mm -hmm. And the other is the state of your energy body, which is essentially your astral body. Okay. So if your energy body is in a low energy state, then you'll project to a lower dimension. If it's in mm -hmm. a higher energy state, you'll project to a higher dimension. So the idea is to do energy work before projecting. So incorporating that into your projection technique, and that will almost always lead to a higher level projection than if you did not do it. If it's going to actually lead to an insanely higher dimension where it's just abstract and mind-blowing, maybe not always, but it will have an improvement undoubtedly. Mm. So, so you're stimulating the energy body, which results in the raising of your own internal energies. And that in turn results in your ability to project into higher dimensions. Mm. And so how you do it is essentially you use your mind and your awareness to manipulate the energy body in various ways and stimulate it. And so let me give you an example of a technique. So, all right, let's say you're laying in bed, you want to astral project, put all of your focus on your feet, all of your awareness, all of your attention, and only feel the sensation of your feet. And you move your awareness throughout your body. So let's say first you bring your awareness from your heels up to your toes and back, up and down, up and down. If you do that, you will start to feel the energy there. And uh, the more you do it, the longer you do it, the stronger the sensations will get. And the idea is to do this in various ways. So it's not just up and down, but depending on the region of your body, you can move your awareness in a circle, in rotations, or you can expand and contract it. Mm -hmm. And so you do this throughout your entire body. And what that does is it stimulates the energy body and it helps to, to strengthen it and develop it so that you are able to access dimensions that resonate at higher energy levels because now you are resonating at a higher energy level. Mm, you like to charge yourself up. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. That's cool. Definitely going to do that next time. And I know there's some people who are scared of astral projection because they think, you know, they're going to get hurt when they're outside of their body or they're going to lose their body, they're going to be detached from their physical. 
Can you possibly get hurt when you're astral projecting? <laughs> well, <laughs> I've had experiences which may be considered controversial within the community. So there are those that say that there is no danger, right?、Mm-hmm. Uh, any negative experience is just a byproduct of your own thoughts and subconscious mind. But I mean, after you know, twenty years of experience, you know. I am certain that there are risks, okay?、Mm-hmm. Because here's the thing: the astral dimensions aren't much different from this physical world, right?、Mm-hmm. There are good people, there are bad people. You leave your house, you know, there's some kind of risk. You wake up,、yeah. there's some kind of risk, okay? There, there's no way of avoiding that in this life, in、mm-hmm. reality, in general, right? You do have more control. Over your experience and yourself and your actions in the out of body state. So, for example, if I'm walking down the street and I encounter some guy who wants to rob me or kill me, well, I'm going to have to maybe run away and maybe、yeah. he'll chase me, maybe he'll catch me. You know,、mm-hmm. hopefully not. But so when you're in the out of body state, if you do encounter some kind of negative entity, some some kind of entity. That has malicious intentions towards you. Well, it's much easier to escape that situation. You just think about re-entering your body, and then you're back, right?、Mm. And you're good. So I'm not going to say there are no risks, but it is much easier to to deal with those risks, and it's also easier to to prevent those types of situations, because you know in this physical world. Some things are—they just seem very random, you know. Bad things happening to good people, and in the astral dimensions, it is a lot more dictated by your own energies and your own consciousness. So, you know, in general, I mentioned a, a higher energetic state will result in you experiencing a higher dimension, and so higher dimensions are are basically void of of negative energies, right? Of lower level energies. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I'm not going to say that nothing bad can happen, but I am going to say that the risk is very minimal, and I would encourage everyone to give it a shot、mm-hmm. and just you know be cautious, right? If you leave your body and you see some, I don't know, nasty looking thing, <laughs> a、uh, little shadow figure, <laughs> yeah, right. There, there are many variations. Shadow、yeah. figures. I don't want to scare anyone, but, <laughs> but, but certain nasty things exist. But I will say this: the the quantity and the quality of the positive transformational experiences that I've had more than make up for the handful of negative experiences,、mm-hmm. and that's why I continue to practice it. Nice. So, what could these negative entities possibly want from you know a silly human astral projecting? Do they want to you know take your energy? What is there a main goal that they have, or have you had different experiences with each one? Yeah, I can't say that there's a main goal, but、hmm. I mean I could talk about certain types of entities. For example, shadow beings.、Mm-hmm. It's a pretty common experience to see a shadow being, maybe during sleep paralysis or just as you're leaving your body,、mm-hmm. and and they do exist. Some people believe that 
they're just a manifestation of the subconscious mind or of your fears. But in my experience, I've had experiences with them in higher dimensional levels. Mm-hmm. And so I am certain they do exist. And some of it is actually what we take into the experience. So if we see a, a large, you know, dark shadow figure, seven, eight feet tall, uh, we're going to be scared. Mm-hmm. Probably. Yeah. Because it's just, it's so different from from what we've ever seen. Then, mm-hmm. you know, maybe we we link that with a ghost or a demon or something. But I've had, sh- I've had experiences with shadow beings, which have actually led to higher transformational states of being and uh, and experiences this completely change your preconceptions about entities like this Mm -hmm. right so so sometimes it's more of what you bring to the experience than what is actually the reality but other Mm -hmm. times that's not the case and i've had experiences that are completely opposite of this right so i'll mention one particular experience i encountered uh, an entity that appeared to be a saint mm. right and oh, this God. entity proceeded to to suck energy from my neck which led to a physical injury in my body oh my god and so it goes both ways dang oh my gosh Think about how that even went down. Like, you couldn't even escape that. You just got stuck there. Like, oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, it's shady, for sure. Mm. So, like, how, how did it feel to have that well, experience? At first, it felt similar to many other experiences where I've experienced a, a generally strong energetic state in the astral dimension, whether it was pleasure or pain that will resonate back into the body because you, you experience that in the energy body and then that reemerges with the physical body. Mm. And so you're still experiencing that, right? So in this moment, we're still experiencing our energy bodies to an extent, even though we're more focused on the physical aspect. Mm-hmm. And so it was that at first, but progressively throughout the day, it just got worse and worse. So usually if it's a higher level experience, It'll be a pleasureful feeling, but it'll fade off. But this one didn't, and it, it just got more and more painful. Oh, that's that's kind of scary because you don't even know how to explain that. Yeah, your energy got sucked out in another dimension, but how are you going to go, Dr. Hey? <laughs> so I had this astral projection, and this saint sucked my energy. Oh, you can't really explain that. But that's really wild to think about how your physical body can be affected by your, I guess, I mean, it's the energy, because we're all just, you know, energy at the end of the day. So sure, it does make sense that it would affect, but right. dang. Yeah, it's all connected. But, you know, at the same time, you know, I feel this fear and all these things that you've experienced probably has been very, you know, transformational for you and your spiritual evolution. Yeah, definitely, yeah. definitely. Mm-hmm. And so now when I encounter entities that back then would have scared the shit out of me, mm-hmm. Now it, it doesn't phase me and I'm just off to a higher dimension because immediately I know I see them and I know I'm not in, I'm not where I need to be mm. and and I'm gone. And, you know, I realize there's no need to, to be afraid. Some of these entities, they would scare me so badly. And then I actually controlled my emotions 
and started to interact with them and communicate with them. And, you know, I realized that they weren't so bad. Mm. Oh, yeah. Thinking about how you asked the shadow being, you know, in that episode, I that episode was crazy. I wish you could even just say all that stuff now, but that would be too long. <laughs> but there was a moment where you asked the shadow being like, what are you? And it literally gave its name and you just knew it was like their their race, their species. What was it a Jocelyn or yes, something? Yeah. Right. That was crazy. I was like, oh my God, what does that mean? That's wild. And how it's all like telepathic communication. Sure. Right, with these entities. Yeah. I mean, sometimes I'll have communications where it's all that. It's all a foreign language. Oh my God. Uh, and, and somehow there's this intuitive knowing that translates that mm-hmm. to make sense to you. Not always. Sometimes it just remains a foreign language, but, you know, especially in higher levels, you can, it's almost immediately translated in, into, you know, concepts that you understand. Mm. Wow. So what other entities have you encountered besides the shadow beings? Well, I to talk about the higher level entities because the lower level ones are kind of a bummer. And Oh, wait. So is there more than just shadow beings in the lower le- like oh god sure. yeah <laughs> there's probably i don't even are they really scary looking or some of them yeah s- some of them you can describe as demonic looking mm. right just from what we know from movies and you know media they'll have a similar appearance to that some of them look aliens mm-hmm. what we consider to be at extra extraterrestrials, mm-hmm. some of them are actually lower level astral beings, hmm. and you know, some people believe they're having encounters with aliens or being abducted, but they're actually being taken out of their body by these beings, and and they they just can't distinguish the difference because the thing is in the out of body state. Uh, your consciousness is just as aware as it is, you know, in this normal waking reality. Mm-hmm. And, you know, without the experience of astral projection, it might be hard to, you know, differentiate that. And so I've had experiences where I'm taken out of my body by these aliens, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just a name that we give to them. Right. But <laughs> I don't believe they're from another planet per se. But I do know that they exist in the astral dimensions. And, uh, you know, I've had experiences with many different types of entities that look or that have similar features as aliens, extraterrestrials. Mm -hmm. But not all of them have the same agenda or intentions or just advancement of their consciousness. So some of them are lower level and others I've had incredible experiences with really transformational experiences and you know they are you know benevolent higher level entities and so we have these beings that look aliens angelic beings i've i've encountered what we would consider to be angels Mm -hmm. many times and a lot of these experiences have been just mind-blowing oh because some people have the idea that if we die, maybe we'll become an angel in heaven. <laughs> but actually, angels are a completely different type of being. We're humans. We will never mm-hmm. be angels, mm-hmm. right? We will never be dogs. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's that. 
angels are their own class of entity. Mm. And they're actually a much higher class than we are. And so when you encounter one, the energy and the power and the divinity that you experience in their presence is just remarkable. Wow. And, uh, and so there are higher level entities like this that just just being next to them just shoot you into a, another state of consciousness. I bet. I mean, just being able to see all this and have these experiences, every single astral projection or every single little moment I have, that increases my consciousness. So, I mean, you know, being able to see that and be like, oh, <laughs> this is real in this dimension. It's, it's wild to think about. And I was going to ask, so if you feel like you're getting your astral body pulled out of you, is that a bad sign <laughs> from an entity, you know? Mm -hmm. okay. It may be hard to say okay, mm. because I've had experiences where I'm pulled out of my body and everything's cool and I go about to have a great experience. And then I've had other experiences where I'm pulled out of my body and I can immediately sense that this entity that pulled me out is a negative entity and mm -hmm. I felt pain where it's grabbing me in my energy body and it's trying to take me to a place and and I'm fighting it and so I would recommend not to request the assistance of non-physical beings in a general sense mm -hmm. because uh, you never know what you're gonna get yeah we'll see well I mean, yeah, I guess you just like have to go through the experience when it happens and just figure it out from there because it yep. seems you've been in situations where you couldn't escape from, but it might just be meant to happen type of thing. So you learn from those experiences, sure, even if they're scary yep. and crazy, but wow. <laughs> so like, how long did it take you until you started projecting to higher dimensions? It took a few years. Mm. Yeah. So in the beginning, I was projecting to you know what you can what you call the real time zone, mm -hmm. and uh, it's just a a gradual thing, because also in the beginning I wasn't doing energy work and I wasn't meditating, so I wasn't doing these supplemental practices mm -hmm. that can really take you to the next level. Yeah. And so, in the the early years, my progression was a little slower than it has gotten over the latter years. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, in general, I don't think anyone going into this practice should have these super high expectations that, oh, I want to go meet God yeah. or something right away. You know, yeah. You're going to have to stick with it and, and, you know, learn the ropes first. And be careful what you wish for. That's because I swear there's some, you know, consciousness that connects all of us together and whatever these beings are in these different dimensions you know some might know your intention and you know pop up and be hey i'm gonna disguise myself as, yeah, as something sure. that you want to see but i'm actually not that absolutely but it is it really sounds a psychedelic trip <laughs> to be able to astral project but even crazier because you have you know some more sense of control and you're visiting all these different planes that in, I mean, in a psychedelic experience, I feel like you also get pulled out of your body into a different dimension. But it just, whatever happens, happens to you kind of thing. You 
you don't really have as much control. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But, oh. Yeah, definitely. And, and also, I mean, I think there are a lot more subconscious elements to psychedelic experiences mm-hmm. than a pure astral projection. So it's yeah. probably a, a mix and mash of, you know, yeah, maybe you're somehow in some other dimension, but, you know, your past trauma from your subconscious is coming out. And, yeah, there's no way to control it, like you said. Mm-hmm. Wow. So how has astral projection transformed your life after all these experiences? <laughs> well, I think what it mostly does is it changes your belief system. And I think that is the core from which your entire personality springs from, like your thoughts, your emotions, and your actions, Mm. right? And, you know, before I practiced astral projection, I went through some states of depression, right? Mm -hmm. And I think in part it was because I just was unaware of of how incredible this reality actually is and you know what lies beyond this physical world and just having that knowledge itself is life-changing I mean definitely you know you no longer have such a strong fear of death and you know there's there's so much to explore it's Mm -hmm. like just adding another aspect to your life that is you know in some respects even you know more incredible than this life just because you know, some <laughs> of the things you'll experience there's no comparison you know? oh yeah the, the states of bliss that you can experience they don't compare to anything that you can feel in this physical body you know wow. so yeah i mean some, some days i would just wake up and you know even if it was a crappy day i knew i could go on to have this amazing experience <laughs> out of my body and you know I wouldn't consider it escapism, mm-hmm. right? Because I wasn't escaping my life. I was just experiencing more of it in yeah. other dimensions. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, I wouldn't say that's escaping either. I think that's part of your, you know, consciousness expansion. I think that's more of an investment <laughs> into your life, even though it, it can be a fun little experience. You know, what you could possibly gain from those experiences is so amazing from what all you've told me the episodes i've listened to it just my jaw was on the floor of how has he experienced all of this you guys have to go to the astral dimensions podcast and just listen to all the episodes because oh my god you just um, you know what i'm gonna take this really seriously because i really want to be able to have such a connection you know with my higher self and be able to have access to all these things and i also feel very drawn and i have a purpose to try to discover these these things and you know it's probably not for everyone would you recommend this for everyone (laughs) yeah i would i would say that you know maybe you want to be a little older so i wouldn't encourage kids to go out and do this although i've had experiences as a kid which Mm -hmm. i now recognize were astral projections Mm -hmm. and i do think that this is it's an ability that is more natural when you're younger yeah yeah and, uh, and so I do think that a lot of kids actually, you know, do this. And, you know, the thing is, I, I just wouldn't recommend it for kids because maybe some of the reasons that I, I discussed before, you know, mm-hmm. there are some negative entities out there. And, you know, my daughter, she is eight years old 
and you know, she knows I do this. She knows mm. about my book and all this. And she's heard my experiences, some of them just, you know, from listening to me do my podcast. But I've never actually taught her how to do it. Mm. And I'm not going to, at least until she's, you know, old enough to, I don't know, maybe in her late teens. Mm-hmm. Like- but uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think it's something that everyone can do. And I think it's definitely worth looking into giving it a shot. You know, mm-hmm. back in the day when I first started, I was 14 years old. And uh, I told a couple of my friends and one of them tried it and he was able to do it too. Right. Mm. So, yeah, there's nothing special about him. Nothing special about me. You know, we learned a technique, we gave it a shot. It worked. And, uh, you know, for me, I stuck with it and it led to some really, really incredible experiences. And so, yeah, I think everyone should give it a shot listening to this. I assume everyone's an adult. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. I mean, it's, it seems so worth it. Why not? You just put in the effort to learn how to do all this. Not only, you know, might you have some amazing spiritual growth from these experiences, but it can also help you be more calm and more present in your physical reality, I feel, because you appreciate life so much more when you see it in such a beautiful way that there's so much endless possibilities you you know it's hard to believe until you see it and you experience it yourself and that can come in many different ways but wow i'm just so excited to continue this journey you know myself definitely and mm-hmm. you know what you said is absolutely true and i think one of the the main things that has had an effect on me is you know first of all realizing that i exist beyond my own body right Mm-hmm. which essentially means that you know I'm not reliant on my body to exist. Yeah. So, you know, that take that takes care of some of that fear of death. Mm-hmm. You know, there is always the, the doubt is my brain just fabricating this experience, right? Mm-hmm. But once you start to get into the higher levels and you you access some of the information from the higher self Right, you experience these higher states of consciousness that exist simultaneously to your own physical life. So our higher self is a higher aspect of our own consciousness, mm-hmm. which exists in non-physical reality. You know, as we're going about our normal daily lives, you can access this level of consciousness, and it will completely change your conception of who you are when you realize that you are so much more than just your physical personality. Mm. Who I experience myself as right now is just such a tiny aspect of this larger consciousness that Mm. I actually am. And this is true for everyone. And so once you tap into this higher level of your own consciousness, that is when you will really see the the change in your perspective mm-hmm. i definitely definitely agree so that casting that little bit of separation of realizing that who you are right now is created by this feedback loop in your brain that's getting filtered through your ego and all of that this you right now is not actually you you are such a limitless you know divine being and it will change your life just seeing yourself in that way real 
So I'm so thankful for you dropping all this amazing knowledge. Please tell my audience where they can get your book, where they can get in contact with you. I know you do some mentorship for astral projection. Yeah, definitely. So my book is on Amazon.com. It's called Astral Projection and Lucid Dreaming, Spiritual Revelations and Out-of-Body Experiences in Higher Dimensions. You can contact me on Facebook or Instagram. My username is Vincent Field Author. And, you know, if you have any questions about your own practice or, you know, any questions about something I wrote in my book or something in my podcast, you know, feel free to shoot me a message and I'll get back to you and, and help you out with whatever you need. Awesome. And that'll be in the description if you guys didn't catch that. And thank you so much again for taking the time to share your knowledge. Guys, please go check out his podcast. Get your consciousness expanded just from listening to it. <laughs> and I hope everyone can, you know, get some interest in this, pick it up and try it out because why not? <laughs> thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. I'm Joyce Gerber, the creator and host of the award-winning podcast, The Canna Mom Show. And we are on a mission to enhance the impact women have on this industry as business professionals, healthcare providers, policy advocates, caregivers, moms, by sharing and preserving their stories of love and kindness, wisdom, and hope. I am so grateful to have found my tribe of Canna podcasters right here on PodConX and look forward to our work of crushing the stigma around cannabis and caregivers and building this new industry together.